Hello, everyone. This is Connor Aronowitz, the host of the Pop Cork Podcast. Before the first episode starts, I just want to give a quick shout out to all y'all for tuning in. Thank you so much, and huge thank you to Ryan Honey, who was my guest on the first episode, for getting on with me for an hour and just talking about some football and some other stuff going on in the world. Appreciate you, Ryan. Go check him out at Wide Right Podcast. Let's go. So today is known as Ryan. Today is just Ryan Honey. Today we'll just- yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But only um, the number one guest, host of Wide Right Podcast. We'll put that too. Host Gotta of do the some Wide sort of promotion. Right yeah. yeah. And and you got? Uh, do you have a Twitter handle for that, or, or are you just doing the podcast? I'm not sure. Uh, no. We mean like my personal Twitter. Personal Twitter is yeah. at Ryan Honey uh, ESNY. Okay. So there you guys got um, it. Yeah. I don't have a handle for the podcast. I wish I did. Yeah. I thought I've thought about doing that and then yeah. doing like live streams, but like, I don't know who that, like who in the world would like tune into a live stream of me in my basement. So <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but Hey, I'm yeah. sure you could get a lot of people. You got some interesting things to talk about all the time. I, I do. It's usually just me like yelling and getting pissed off about everything that's happened. So for, like the last, yeah, go ahead. What's pissing you off? To, what's pissing you off these days? No, it's it's like every well, like the last three episodes have been about like so it's a Giants podcast. So the last three episodes are like have been three or four, I think, have been about like just like the whole like you know like like the, um, the DeAndre Baker situation, which gained like some steam today. Did you see what everything that happened today? No, what happened? What happened today? He was officially today. charged. Really. So, like, he got, like, um, he was accused of four counts of armed robbery and okay. uh, an aggravated assault. This was stemming from what happened. It was a, uh, it was, an, it was an, uh, something that happened at a cookout in Florida in May, and he got accused, and he turned himself in. And now it was him and Quentin Dunbar. And okay. Quentin Dunbar now, now, I think, is cleared. He's, okay. like, exonerated. So but, what, what's the difference? Meaning that I think Dunbar is good to go play. Baker's on the commissioner's exempt list and is up for like, he's facing, I think the armed, like he's got like four armed robbery and four aggravated assault charges. I'm pretty sure the armed robbery is like, it's 10 years mandatory minimum if convicted of each charge. Jeez. So like if he gets convicted of all four, it's 40 years mandatory minimum in jail. Like he faces life in jail. That's just something like, that doesn't make sense to me is like these players are put on the highest of platforms. Yeah. Get paid to be on the pl- highest of platforms. But some just don't either lack the common sense or the maturity to be there. I don't know. What do you think in this situation? No, it's, it's like, I don't know what it is like a lack of more. It's like, I'm trying to put, it's such a fall from grace though. Like a year yeah. ago, over a year ago, Dave Gettleman traded up, gave away three draft picks um, to the Seahawks to trade up to draft DeAndre Baker. And now, three and then now over a year later, this guy has already played a year in the NFL, not a great one. He wasn't that good last year. Mm-hmm. And now he's up for life in prison. It's like in 15 months, everything changed or 16 months, whatever it was. And it just like, it's such a fall from grace, you know, to have a general manager for a rebuilding organization, mind you, to give away. You don't want to give 
picks away when you're rebuilding, and Gettleman gave away three of them to yeah. uh, trade up to draft this guy so you know he had his eye on him, and mm-hmm. now he's in – you know, he's not locked up now. He's, he's free now because he posted bail. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he could be locked up for a very long time pretty soon. I don't know when the trial date is. I could mm-hmm. probably look that up. I don't know if it's set. Um, and my guess is it could be down the road. Yeah, all these cases, this like, the, the, these cases confuse me because then you see like everything happens and then it says like, oh, trial date is like eight months from now. Yeah. Dude, so, like, court stuff tra- takes forever. Ever. Bro, ever. it's like, what's taking so long? Now, like, yeah. I don't know anything about like, I don't know anything about law or anything <laughs> about that. Like, Likewise. I don't. <laughs> I know about I know to follow them. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know like the practice of law, but like, yeah, it's like I don't know when is trial date. It could be down the road. It could be I don't know. I didn't check. I was it, this all happened when I was like working today. Like Jeez. I don't know. So this is all anything. new. It all, was all, all brand well, new. Like the the whole story is fresh in my head and has been me been you know disappointing me the last. Yeah. couple of months because well you never want to see an armed robbery or aggravated assault occur in the first place and then two because you know it's it's a, a starter for the football team that i root for and write for and talk about and it's just like so frustrating and it's like a huge story and it's not what you want it's the biggest mm-hmm. it's probably arguably the biggest giant story of the offseason you don't want that to be the biggest story of the offseason yeah. You want them, you know, you want their draft to be the biggest story or a big signing, not, you know, their starting corner possibly going to prison for the rest of his life. Well, you don't, it's not like this is something new. You see this happen every single year. I mean, this year it just happened to be a Giants player, but you see it every single year. I mean, who was the Eagles player like two years ago who brought a gun to an airport? I forget who it was. It was it Nigel. It wasn't Nigel Bradham. It was a linebacker on the Eagles. I forget who. Oh, I'm looking it up. And, it was was it was it Nigel yeah. Bradham? May have been. I know. I know. Um, you know who just got caught with the? I think a gun at the airport was Quinn and Williams got caught with a gun at the airport for the Jets. Yeah. Um, a couple months ago. I think uh-huh. they got it figured out though. I yeah. never. I, I I totally. I remembered like, I saw it happened, and I think he got arrested for it, and then I didn't hear anything about it again. But um, like you no, said, go ahead. Yeah. It's just like with this legal stuff, one day it's breaking news, next day it doesn't matter at all anymore. So like for some reason or another, these guys, I'm sure they have great attorneys. I'm sure they have great legal teams around them with whatever. I'm actually not sure if football teams have any internal legal authorities that are external to football, if that makes sense. Um, I I know Baker's attorneys. Yeah. Baker's attorney is actually – Kodak's Kodak Black's attorney. Okay, so they're kind of yeah. more so just like it's individual or celebrities or big. Yeah, names. I think uh, I'm actually not sure about that either. About so I think for stuff like that, that's individual uh-huh. attorneys and legal representation. But I think teams, organizations may have you know a legal department. Uh-huh. I'm not entirely sure about that. Yeah. There's like yelling going on outside my house. I don't know what's going on. Dogs <laughs> barking upstairs. I'm like looking like what the um I but I think like yeah, I think teams may have some uh maybe legal uh departments here and there, but not for this type of thing. Yeah. Like I don't think they're going to send their own like the Giants organization isn't going to send their own legal department to mm-hmm. 
Baker's defense. He's going to be his own. And uh, I mean, you know, I guess that's, that's a well, um, that's a pretty good lawyer down in Florida. If he's, he's representing, you know, pro athletes and rappers. And so, yeah. I mean, I wonder, I, you know, I, part of me thinks it'll work out for Baker. Part of me thinks it won't. It's a very um, confusing situation. We don't, mm-hmm. we know what's reported, you know, we know what's said and we, but we don't, yeah. we weren't there. We weren't at uh-huh. like the, you know, cookout in Florida or the party in Florida that it had allegedly occurred. Like, so we don't know like what happened, but yeah. all we can do is whatever these people report, that's what we see. So we'll find out at some point. Yeah. It's just uh crazy that this, these things just happen over and over again, I but I mean, it like that too. One TMZ article, yeah. it all changed it. <laughs> it's always it's, for some reason why is it always tmz that's the one breaking these kind of news it's not even like gets, an espn it's always like a tmz when it comes to this stuff yeah i like thought i think tmz drops a lot of money on getting the the um the first scoop mm-hmm. i think that's what happens because yeah. that happens to good and bad things you know that's tmz was who reported you know kobe's death right that was tmz i believe yeah. at first yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, um, you're right. You're right. But it's 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 crazy how they find mm-hmm. out about it though. Yeah. Like but, I don't know how I don't know who they have like going out and like finding stuff like mm-hmm. finding stuff out. I don't know what sources they have or anything. I think they just I think they drop a lot of money on being the first um the initial scoop. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Well, I mean, if you're one of those attorneys and someone comes up to you and says, Hey, we'll give you let's just say, for instance, let's say it's just like $10,000 for the sake yeah. of conversation. They come up and they say, Hey, we'll give you $10,000. If you just tell us, you know, early news about, so about your clients, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like something you know, like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if it's going to come out, I know this is like kind of teetering on the, on the subject of ethics, but if I was in those person's shoes and it's going to come out either way, I mean, $10,000 to yeah. say, hey, but at the same I, time, that's your know. client. Yeah, and that might, that must be some legal, like you can't go yeah. and talk about your client. So yeah, yeah. There's definitely- I've never like been, obviously I've never been in that situation, but you know, that's where like the other bad situation with the Giants this off season two was the, uh, you know, Alja Grossas, the place kicker, the whole hit and run thing. Mm-hmm. That was TMZ too. Really? You know, it's <laughs> yeah. TMZ is like, uh, TMZ is always on the scene. And I just, I like, I've known TMZ for years. I just learned it stood for 30 mile zone. Never knew that. What does that mean? Hollywood, I think is a 30 mile like radius or something. So it's TMZ is stands for 30 mile zone. So, but obviously they're much more than just Hollywood. But, um, yo, do you think this, um, do you think this season's going to play out? I know we're kind of jumping. I, no, no, no. (laughs) I just wanted to, I wanted to talk about that. Because you said yeah. earlier, like, typically in the offseason, like, right now the biggest news for the Giants is that DeAndre Baker has a few assault charges against him. Where typically yeah. this time in August we'd be talking preseason. We'd be excited to see the new draft players at least get a glimpse of them. Um, which, Not happening. Yeah, I mean, and now these players are opting out. So I know I was reading an, art, a, a, an article on the Giants the other day, and you have that that – Tap you guys drafted. What's his uh, Andrew Thomas? From Andrew Thomas, yeah. USC, right? USC kid. Is no, he... um, no, that he um, Georgia. 
Oh, okay. So USC was the some Jackson, I think. There was I forget some, his name. Yeah. Yes, you're right with Jackson. I remember mm. you and I were talking leading up to the draft, and I'm kind of jumping over about the tackle that you wanted to take. <laughs> but oh, you know. uh, I think I wanted them to take Tristan Wirfs. Um, but I was fine with Andrew Thomas. Yeah, he's a Andrew big Thomas boy. He's a big. First of all, the Eagles got, and I will say this on record. Eagles got the steal of the draft in Jalen Hurts. I yeah. felt like I was the only one that loved Jalen Hurts. Every time I watched Jalen Hurts play this past year, I was like, this guy's the highest trophy winner. Uh-huh. So <laughs> like, did, what's up? I was going to did you hear the backstory to why they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round? Well, I can only imagine it's because, you know, I mean, Wentz is great, but Wentz, you know, can't – when your quarterback can't stay out of the – medical tent that's an issue huh. that was the whole thing with andrew luck andrew luck i thought was fantastic and then he just he always got hurt yeah he didn't play for like three years it seemed yeah well what was like well, that was like the backstory though the backstory actually it i'll bring you back in time to another one of the player the players <laughs> that i know you like a lot um so let's go back to the 2012 draft uh when the eagles okay. selected nick Foles in the third round Oh, I was going to, yeah, you got made me nervous there for a second. Yeah. Like another, are they going to say something like Deshaun Jackson? Like that's like, you're like sarcastically saying that's how <laughs> I love. Nick Foles is also sarcastic. Yeah. yeah. But go ahead. No, yeah. but I was going to say the reason they drafted Nick Foles in the third round is they originally thought Russell Wilson was going to fall to the third round because it's this 5'10 guy who oh, yes. got drafted in the second round and no one saw it coming. Like people were chatting I about remember it. remember that. No one saw him getting drafted in the second round by this. It was, he, Seattle drafted him, I think it was the second or early third. I know it was before the Eagles were – before the Eagles thought he would get taken. That's who their player right. was before. And they scrambled and picked Nick Foles later, which ended up working out for a Super Bowl. But, yeah, I mean, Russell nah, was – Nah, you, you probably so. would be better off with uh, with Russ. Yeah. Russ is cra- – like, Russ is like – I don't know. There's something – he's so athletic. Uh-huh. Just the way he moves, it's just like he always seems like he's he's going to get to where he wants to go. Yeah. He's just one of those guys. Mahomes seems like that way too, but Mahomes isn't as, as mobile. Um, Lamar kind of scares the hell out of, hell out of me because mm-hmm. I think I get scared that, like, Lamar is going to make one bad cut um, and he's going to knock on wood. He's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But, like, it seems Russell is so, like, just in control of whatever the hell he's doing. I remember the Giants were – there was, like, rumors the Giants were going to – he was, like, linked to the Giants in a way. This was, like, the offseason where they drafted Daniel Jones. Yeah. People were saying, oh, Russ is unhappy with Seattle. He may come to New York. Something yeah. like that. I don't know if it was, like, official rumors or Russ said anything. But I was, like I, – I, I would have been a fan <laughs> like, with Eli oh. headed out. Yeah, I mean, that's – just – I heard the other day on the news that basically Seattle went up, which they should because he's a great player and he's proven that. But right. I heard he's pretty much wearing the pants right now with pretty much all their decision-making. Um, Ross? They were, they, were just, they were talking about it, I think, the other day on ESPN. I forget what talk show was talking about it. One of the talk shows. And they basically said that Seattle is basically going up to Russ and he's kind of telling them, what he wants because is it his contract year is this a contract year for him or is russ yeah what's i don't no, even russ know his just signed a big one no okay. russ just signed the big one he signed an extension 
that it, it made him, it I think, I think it made him the highest paid. And I'm not sure if I think someone may. Oh, of course, Mahomes broke it. What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Mahomes broke all. Of it. Uh, that was insane, dude. I was, I was like, I, I remember like just being like uh, thinking, oh my God, Mahomes is going to sign the first $200 million contract in NFL history. It's going to be insane. And, and then, it was 500 million. <laughs> Unreal. I mean, he deserves it though. hundred percent. He should have been in the, he should have been in the Super Bowl two years in a row. That uh, one year with, with new England, they, he didn't even get the ball in overtime. And I think the conference game. Yeah. But, Oh, but what I was saying before we, yeah, we were going to, we should be talking about, I'm pretty sure the hall of fame game was supposed to be tonight. If I'm not mistaken. Is today. Which, or or yesterday maybe I think yesterday would have been the Hall of Fame game. I think August yeah, it's on 6th. A Thursday. It's usually on. It was first Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I lose track of the days. Yeah. Um. So, but dude, it's so weird. Like now, we should be getting football. You know, this weekend mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And yesterday, and it just like I don't know. I don't know if it will come at all. Like I yeah. don't think this whole like I've said this before. I don't think this season. I'm, I, I don't know if it's going to get can- – I think there's a part of me that says it will get severely affected or, like, maybe even canceled. I think there's a chance of cancellation. I'm not kidding. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen, like, as, we, as it's scheduled right now. Like, I don't think, like, the first game is going to be that September – like, early September game between, I think it's the Chiefs and Texans that Thursday night and then, like, Sunday games and Monday. And I don't think it's going to play out for 16 weeks. There's yeah. going to be some sort of change, and like, but because the NFL, the NFL hasn't really done much Mm-mm. to figure things out. They kind of waited to. I remember for a while. I think the only thing that was really like said was like, yeah, during training camp, uh, you know, social distance by six feet and wear a mask when appropriate. It's like, yep. yeah, we do that anyway. Yep. We do that as normal, like not even like normal human beings who like. All or, or doing that anyway. That's not changing anything. I feel like the NFL just kind of waited to, and hoped that this would go away, and obviously it didn't. I think a lot of people thought that it was going to go away. I mean, I know back – So did I, yeah. When this first started, I up until probably May, I would say, end of May even, like maybe even June, I thought that the NFL season would kind of go on um, as normal. And this year, now they have not only everything going on, but they also tried to implement the 17-game season. Right. So yeah. that's not going to work. So that's going to – that's definitely well, that's not going to work. that's next year. I thought that started in 2020. I thought that no, no, 2020 season. is the start of the 17 playoff okay, in so each conference. Have, yeah. So they have an extra team in each playoff, and then next year they have yeah. the extra game? Okay. Yeah, next year is 17 mm-hmm. – and so then I believe three preseason games, mm-hmm. um, which people are there for. I never really was. Right. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I think 16 is the perfect amount and four preseason games. You know, there's some rookies and some young players who need those preseason games badly. Yeah. And that like those players are like, fuck this year. Mm-hmm. Like they're screwed. I can curse, right? Am I like, are we like chilling? Or- <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't like practice before. I didn't like ask. No, like, no. I think you know, some of those guys, they're like, they're not in good positions right now. Uh-huh. 
um, you know, to uh, who would you say? Who would you say is more? This was a question I wanted to ask you, anyways. In the NFC yeah, East, uh, we'll just go with NFC East to give a smaller pool of right, 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 about, right. Uh, who in the NFC East out of the first round picks? So we have Chase Young, C.D. Lamb. We got Jalen Reger and Andrew Thomas. Um, and then you can kind of talk about Xavier McKinney if you want, because he's yeah. basically a first round pick. Most people he should have been. Yeah, he should have been, bro. So out of that list, who would you say is going to contribute fastest? I, I'd imagine I, I could probably think who uh, you'd say, but who, who do I think is going to contribute? Or who do you think this impacts the least? Not having preseason. No. Oh, who who do I think is? Oh, who do I think is like going to be fine even with no preseason? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got Lamb, Chase. I don't think I, – I think uh, Chase Young, I think, will be fine. That's it. You know, Chase, yeah. I think you got to take into consideration that um, Reger and um, CeeDee Lamb need to have some sort of in-game uh, connection going with their quarterbacks. Um, Andrew Thomas needs that on-field – sort of um, chemistry going with his like offensive line counterparts, you know, Chase Young, I think, yeah, he needs to build chemistry and a connection with his teammates and, you know, things like that. But Chase Young is, is unbelievable. Yeah. On, first of all, the Giants would have probably drafted him if they didn't beat Washington in week 16. Like that was the Chase Young bull. Uh You know, the Giants beat him in overtime and fans, uh, in Washington, you know, for the football team, uh, where, by the way, that name is crazy. I, I yeah. can't believe that name. But they, the fans were, Washington fans were like cheering almost. They're like, yeah. hell yeah, we're getting Chase Young now. I was kind of like happy they won because I, yeah, Chase Young would have been great, but I was so keen on the Giants going offensive line. Yeah. That if they were in position to take Chase Young, I, I, I they would have had. That, that's one of those plays you have to take. Mm-hmm. It's like Saquon two years ago. Yeah, they needed to take Saquon, no matter no matter how much they needed an edge rusher to replace Jason Pierre-Paul or a new quarterback. Or people are still pissed they picked Saquon and not Sam Darnold. Um, and, 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 and I know people are too, uh, despite how good Saquon is. You know, they did. They needed a, you know, they needed an offensive lineman. They needed, you know, potentially a defensive back, something like that. I, I'm pretty sure they needed at that at that point. It's already two years ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, yeah, to answer your question, I think Chase Young. And I think who, at, who it impacts the most, I think, would be someone like, I think, I don't want to I'm reluctant to say Thomas. Because I'm very confident in Thomas, but maybe Thomas, just because that's like a very, that's a group position. Yeah. You need to have chemistry for it to work. And actually, you know what? I will say Thomas now because now Thomas is going to play left tackle because Nate Solder opted out. Yeah, I saw that. So now I think that's, and that's another situation. I totally respect Nate Solder opting out. I've 100% said I respected it from, you know, the minute I saw the news broke, the minute I saw the news break, that I'm like, yeah, you know, family, health, all that comes first. But it's, you know, you can't deny that now the Giants have some sort of issue at offensive tackle. Now 
they're going to have to have their first round draft pick likely play left side, which is, that's tough. Mm-hmm. You can't just come in and do that. That's what Eric yeah. Flowers did. And that's, you know, Eric Flowers didn't succeed at it at all. Everyone knows this. Yeah. So, well, yeah, the Giants kind of like the Eagles picking wide receivers. The Giants haven't had the best luck with their offensive line. Um, no, no. Picks in the it's been, past. It's, her, it, it's been, it's, that's why, hmm. that's why I actually didn't. And I'll, I'll admit this. At first I didn't. I thought McKinney was fantastic, but I didn't – when they picked him, I wasn't 100% in on it at first because I was so keen on them going offensive tackle and then center. I wanted them to clear the issues for offensive line right away and just go from there. But McKinney is fantastic. McKinney and Jarrell Peppers is going to be pretty yeah. – that's going to be pretty insane to watch, especially in like two years, I think. Mm-hmm. If both of them are – if Peppers stays, I mean, Peppers is nearing the end of his deal, and I don't know if they'll bring him back. I, I had hoped they would, but um, – because I – Peppers is one of my fa- is is my guy, but we'll he's see. A stud. He is. He's a stud. He's, he's, you guys he's, built your defense from the back forward, which is yeah unique that, compared to most. Oh my god! But your the back of your defense, they are, it's phenomenal. So I mean, right now, or two, your safeties. Right. Safeties, I'd say, are you know what the thing is though they're they're is, very athletic. They're very athletic, but. You know, I wouldn't put Peppers up there as one of the top safeties in the league. He's nowhere near Jamal Adams. Um, he's, I don't think he's even near like a, you know, Malcolm Jenkins type. Really? Uh, I, I just, everything I've I read about him, everyone seems to like him. and I like him too. I love him. Yeah. But I'm just saying he's not like, he's, Jabril Peppers isn't the game changer that Jamal Adams is. Right. Um. And McKinney, you know, McKinney's going to be – I think McKinney's going to be great, but you never know what you're going to get out of these rookies, especially when you didn't have, like, OTAs or anything like that. This whole offseason was basically lost. You know, yeah. how much can you really do in virtual meetings? Like, I don't know. Maybe for – I'd say the position that probably benefits most from the virtual meetings are probably – probably, like, your linebackers who, like, kind of – their job's pretty standard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, it's it's hard to think otherwise. I think uh, virtual. I don't know. It's it's tough to really decipher that because, like, we've never, they've never really experienced much of that. Mm-hmm. You know, the even us right here, like, we're on Zoom. I don't know if it would even be, you know, it. it I, we didn't even use Zoom like a year ago. Now, when we texted each other earlier to do this, it's like, oh, Zoom? Like, we knew right away. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's one of those things where it's like, that Zoom Zoom really, Zoom took off. Oh, yeah. I think Zoom's going to be like, you know when they do, like, the Time Magazine, like, person of the year? And it's just going to be, like, the Zoom logo. <laughs> or that or a mask. That or a mask. Oh, jeez. That who's or behind a mask. The, or, who's behind the mask? Fauci. Oh, Fauci. I think actually right now, not to try and dive into this too much, but I'm pretty sure he's up for a humanitarian award. And it's kind of a debate where they're like, does he deserve this? Because if you look at everything, it's like, "Eh, maybe he doesn't. But then if he comes up with a vaccine that works, then maybe he does. That's kind of what they've been saying. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, his, did you see his first pitch? Oh my gosh. Atrocious. So bad. (laughs) Yo, it was so bad. It was in – it made, like, 50 cents look good. And 50 cents was horrible. Yeah. That was, like – I forget how long ago that was. But um, 
that was terrible. Yeah, his his first pitch was horrendous. But I would know, just focus I, on following through straight, especially if everyone's watching me on TV. Man. Yeah, I mean, I at least he had no it. one in the he had no one in the stands to like. <laughs> make you know he had the cardboard cutouts yeah or I, I don't even think even those i think those were i don't even think those were things by the way those make me a little uncomfortable you ever watch the baseball games with like the cardboard yeah. cutouts yeah i don't know if, i don't know if, like <laughs> i don't know what i think of it they just like they they make me i don't know it's just weird they just kind of sit there just like smiling at the camera like well it's funny that he went to that fauci went to right the mlb which is just doing terribly with this COVID stuff. Like everyone's pretty much getting affected yeah. or infected by COVID. And I was going to ask you like, what if the NFL could, they have time to do this. I mean, they don't have much. They'd have to do it like right now. Yeah. But what yeah. would you implement from the NBA, the NHL even, and even like the PLL, if you've been watching that at all, like they've all been doing well at keeping. Yeah things correct and like the PLL is traveling to different the teams travel to different cities every week yeah so they're able to travel which will probably be simulate mm -hmm. most towards like the NFL and I think that NHL the only one not traveling is the NBA pretty much yeah right yeah what would I implement like um I think you need to like people need to understand like the bubble systems are like working like the NBA is doing Adam Silver has done a fan, and the NBA has done a fantastic job putting together this whole thing. Um, you know, it we're essentially working around the clock for months on end to make mm -hmm. this happen. And they've it's been great so far. You know, they have the quarantine period. If you step out and step back into the you know, the bubble lines or whatever, you have to quarantine. You know, there's the all the you know you know, testing and all that and you know making sure everybody figures out, you know, the, um, and follows like the guidelines, stuff like that. The bubble system works. And that's why it scares me about the NFL because yeah. the MLB doesn't have, they, they, they tried to have a bubble system. Uh, the players didn't want it. They, um, and that's, that's not me like saying it's a player's fault. It would have been in Arizona and in Arizona, it's like 116 degrees right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't think it would have worked. Okay. Yeah. Especially with outdoor stadiums. Those, oh my God, like, I don't think it would have worked. But the MLB wanted to do a bubble system, I'm pretty sure. They, they, um, the players didn't want to. It would have been, you know, basically kind of like, I mean, I don't know the specifics of it, but my guess it would have been similar to what the NBA is doing, but it would have been in Arizona, players staying in hotels. But, you know, the NBA is really only doing, you know, the eight regular season games and then the playoffs. Yeah. So you could be there for a couple weeks. You could be there for a couple months, I think. Yeah. The MLB would have been the whole season. And, like, are these players going to want to be away from their, you know, families and wives and kids for that long? No. Hell mm -hmm. They're not going to do that. Especially there's definitely players whose, you know, wives or girlfriends are pregnant, I would assume. What are they going to be in Arizona for the – and miss the birth of their children? Like, yeah, no, no shot. You know, and, like, that's not to say the same about, you know, I guess that's where the opt-out uh -huh. you know shit comes in but there needs to be there like the bubble system works and that's what scares me about the nfl because if the mlb is having all these outbreaks and they're made there's this talk of the season may get canceled because of it and you know the marlins are testing positive and the cardinals are tested positive like what's going to happen with the sport where teams are tackling each other and 
sweating and bleeding and players are in the huddle talking face to face. And like, that's why I'm nervous about this whole shit, dude. I don't know mm-hmm. like if it's going to work. Like, I just don't see, there's so many questions that are introduced every day that we need to answer. And we don't have the answers for that. Right. So, and like, they have a good amount of time right now to answer stuff, but like, who knows if like more questions are going to more, like more and more questions arise every single day. So the night before, like the first game is like, shit is like, if shit hits the fan, they're going to start getting nervous and all of a sudden it's not going to work. Like, I don't like, I don't think this thing is going to work. That's why I think like, there's part of me that says like the NFL is going to get canceled. I think the NFL will get canceled. Um, you Something so. else I do because the one they would have to do it. So like they would have to re basically readjust how the rosters are structured. So instead of having the 53 man roster, they would have to cut it down to like just offense, defense, and then some skilled player. Like they would have to figure out a way to maybe cut that down to like 40 if possible. I don't even know if it's possible, but like they can't have yeah. 53 players on each team. They just can't do that. They no. have that many people. That's one testing fifty-three players like three times a week on each team. That would, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money that they won't be gaining back because they won't have fans in the stadiums. The idea. That's so. The <laughs> I don't think they'll. It's a shame, but I don't like. I my go-to so, sports the NFL, so it sucks to admit that. But yeah, I think I they're so. They're so nervous about losing all the revenue uh, for this year. Right. I just think they're so, like, they're terrified about it. And I, like, they're terrified of it. And it's like, I get that. But, you know, if if there's going to be an outbreak within a sport, because you kind of have to compare the NFL and the MLB. Because those are the two of the four major sports that aren't utilizing a bubble system. And if the one sport that isn't as much contact from player to player is having outbreaks, there was like the MLB season was like 20 minutes old and there was already an outbreak. You know, yeah. they had to reschedule, you know, the Marlins had to reschedule their, their games against whoever. And then they played the Phillies. So then the Phillies played the Yankees. So those games had to get rescheduled. And it's a whole domino effect. Right. And like, if that happens to that, that sport, what's going to happen to the sport where they're like sweating and bleeding on each other? Mm-hmm. You know, you can come up with like different like guidelines. Like they, they said that the players can't swap jerseys after games. But yeah, but the players are still yeah. bleeding and sweating on each other. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. Like I get like don't swap jerseys because that's an optional thing and the NFL can just step in and say, no, don't do that. But like, I don't know, man. I'm nervous. Is I mean, I I didn't think the Giants were going to be that great, but it, that is that's uh-huh. you know it's irrelevant how good teams are going to be or how bad. It's just we want. It's like you know you go like football so long you go like eight months without it. Yeah, and then it's it's kind of over like that. Yeah, it, with sixteen games, you know, it's you get into a routine of watching every Sunday, but it, there's like there's an eight months of just like fuck. Like yeah. last Giants game, I, I think was like September tw- or December 29th. That was a long time ago. <laughs> right. Feels like like we're already ago. closer to, we're closer to December to now. End. Yeah. Than we were. Than we were yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> you know like, what I mean? It's, it's so quick, dude. That's why like, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to like, but I don't, you know, obviously no one wants to go like 
two year year without football. But I mean, if that's what needs to be done to keep these players safe, I mean, that's just what's going to have to be done. Well, so. and it even has a trickle down effect, like all sports do. So these kids going back to college to play sports, how does that work with the draft? How do they draft players? How did the players? Oh, you, I know. Like, yeah. If, if college football, which has been getting canceled, like you just saw, I think UConn the other day, um, UConn is not playing this year, but it doesn't really matter because they're not in any league anymore. They bought their way out of, what was it, like the Patriot League or American League or something like that. Anyway. I think so, yeah. But you see all these programs that typically have players that get drafted to the NFL. Like UConn definitely has a few players. Like Byron Jones, wasn't he UConn? He was UConn guy. Um, Byron Jones, I think. Yeah, he was, was UConn, he UConn for sure. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Byron I remember, Jones was yep. a huge pickup for the Dolphins. Oh yeah, they I would have gone. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the I like the Giants picking up Bradbury over him just because he was. Um, I, I just like James Bradbury, and he's not as expensive. But Byron Jones, yeah, Byron Jones, I is is a good player. But but you, yeah, you're saying UConn is what for? I think it was the first F FBS school mm -hmm. to cancel. Yeah. Um, which I, I didn't even. I was like F. I saw so many teams canceled. I'm like, that's the first FBS school. But I guess all the it's come to me that all the conferences that have canceled are like FCS. Like that Delaware's, I think is done. Really? Okay. I think I think Delaware, I think Delaware's conference, or at least suspended. Okay. But they say suspended and now. It it's gonna turn yeah. into yeah. I mean they're all, you know, but but yeah I think. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with the draft. Like, if the seasons, if, if all these seasons are canceled, did you know? First of all, I learned this yesterday. The Ohio State and Michigan game is being played in like October now, because they're anticipating. I think it's like October or November. I think it's October. They're anticipating it, the season getting canceled at some point, so they want to get that game in. Yeah, it's like if you know it's going to get canceled, like just don't have yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody like nobody wants to put the foot down and say everything is messed up we can't do this exactly so like but i can't yeah. i can't i i i heard that yesterday because they the big 10 came out with the schedule i was like holy shit like that's the game of the year yeah. in college football and that's played that's the last week of the year uh the last week of the regular season and now like that's in october it's it's weird that is it's it's weird too, and a, a, another thing is, these players who get drafted, some of them that you don't even know who they are. Like you're like, who is this guy? And you find out the reason he was, the reason he was found out by scouts is because this guy had a huge game against a top team. His team might have gotten absolutely obliterated, yeah. But he had a standout game against these top yeah. teams, and now yeah. that they're only playing within their divisions, so like the Big yeah. Ten only plays the Big Ten, like yeah. You're yeah, not going to have these small schools. You're not going to give these kids an opportunity no. to, to show what they're worth. No, not at all. And it's it's weird. Like, it's weird some of the guys you could find late. Uh -huh. um, like, the the Giants drafted a kid, Carter Coughlin, who was a, he was a edge rusher from Minnesota um, in the seventh round. It's like he was second team all Big Ten, like twice. So he's the second best at his position in the Big Ten guy they right. signed as an undrafted free agent was the first team all big 10 as like a kick returner yeah it's like what are these like they, 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 I, it's amazing how like how many of these guys get overlooked 
and like drafted so late. Yeah. You know, like, and then you look at like Justin Herbert, like I don't think Justin Herbert was first team all pack 12 or anything like that, but it just NFL readiness is like the big thing. Do you so. agree with, I mean, you've, you've seen it firsthand with Daniel Jones being like one of those picks where everyone's like, what is going on? Yo, yeah. Do you think NFL readiness is a legit way of judging someone? Or do you think it's kind of like, oh, this guy's like tall, can throw the ball well and far? No. And like, how do you see that? No, I think NFL readiness is, um, I think NFL readiness is big. Um, you want to, when you kind of, when you draft somebody, you, in the first round at least, you want them to provide and uh, be, you know, an important part and bring value to their, like, you know, you want to be them to be an important part of the team right away. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, Patrick Mahomes is one of those rare cases where they drafted him and they sat him for a year. Yeah, that turned out to be fantastic. Lamar because, Jackson. He was Lamar Jackson like, too. Yeah. But, you know, Daniel Jones took two games and then he was in the starting lineup. Yeah. You know, mostly because, you know, I love Eli, but it was, it was, it was time to go. It was, you know, they were 0-2. Everyone was saying, you know, here we go again. And, you know, obviously it's not easy coaching in New York when you have the fan base who's the most impatient fan base of all time. Yeah. Um, you know, down your, you know, yelling and criticizing you. They had to go with Daniel Jones. But, like, that's the thing. Like, they want these guys to be able to produce as soon as possible. And they're only going to be able to produce as soon as possible if they're uh, – and I felt if their readiness for the pro level is, you know, at a significant height, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like they need them to be ready. If they're not ready, they're going to be screwed. It's like Andrew Thomas, I said, is arguably the most NFL ready tackle. Yeah. So, and he was the first tackle chosen. So like, um, yeah, I definitely think NFL readiness is like the biggest factor. They, they need to produce right away, at least first rounders and like right. second rounders, maybe the players who are going to play like, you know, like McKinney and stuff like that. Like, they're ready, hopefully. Yeah. Well, if you look at the the parallels between the Eagles' offseason, first offseason with Carson Wentz, and the parallels between the Giants' offseason last year with Daniel Jones just being drafted, yeah. very similar. The Eagles had yeah. Sam Bradford, if you don't remember, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow Howie oh, Roseman Lord. flipped him for a first-round pick like a week before the season started, and then all of a sudden Carson Wentz, who was supposed to sit the whole year, becomes yeah. a starter. Same yeah. with Daniel Jones. And they both ended yeah. up showing flashes. And I think uh, if the season does play out, I think Daniel Jones will have a big year too. But yeah, it's just kind of crazy how those yeah. young quarterbacks are just thrown into action when they're not expected to be. Yeah, that's what like – well, did Wentz started right away, right? <laughs> yeah, he did. But like the, the, the plan was Sam Bradford quarterback, but then Teddy Bridgewater tore his ACL in Minnesota and they were scrambling for a quarterback. Oh, that's yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I love Teddy, man. I'm so happy Teddy's going to start now in Carolina, but yeah, I remember it's weird. You know, what always intrigues me. And you said, you think Daniel Jones is going to have a big year. So, do, and so do I, what intrigues me is like the development from year one to year two, like Wentz went from like, Wentz was, you know, he was good his rookie year, but he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't like a playoff leading quarterback. You know, it's his first year. Second year, he would have won MVP if he didn't, you know, get hurt. And then the following year, you have, you know, I think, um, was that the year? Yeah. 
Mahomes won the MVP the following year. You know, yeah. He didn't play at all year one. And then we Lamar Jackson. Like, it's year one. And then even, like, quarterbacks who, like, don't, you know, didn't, you know, win MVP. Any, like, Jared Goff had a big jump from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. Even Trubisky, right? Everyone criticizes Trubisky. And, yeah, he's had, yeah. had a bad year last year. But he went from being, I think, like, he had, like, seven touchdowns, seven picks, to then he was a Pro Bowl alternate. And then he ended up getting into the Pro Bowl because Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's it's interesting to see like these big year one to year two jumps. And I think, you know, it's there's some quarterbacks that takes a while, though. Eli, yeah. I think it was a little bit more. They went to the playoffs the second year that Eli was um, around. But you know, Eli wasn't I don't think he was like really on like his game until like a couple years down the road. Right. Like it, I, the, even like the Super Bowl year, the 2007, 2011, he could have won the MVP if like Rodgers and like Breeze weren't. People don't realize this. Eli Manning legitimately could have won the MVP if like Rodgers and like Breeze weren't like fantastic that year. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. He was like Eli was insane in 2011, but like 2007, like they like he. I don't think I don't remember being him being like. I could pull up his stats, but I don't remember him being like too phenomenal. But like, it's it's interesting. Like now, that's become a trend in the NFL, where it's like, not like a trend. Like people, like you know, but like it, it's happened a bunch of times where it's just like year one to year two really kind of mm-hmm. it clicks. But that kind of scares me about Jones because Jones was like, you know, besides the fumbles, Jones was pretty good last year. Yeah. I don't want him to take a step hey, back. That's not a bad. I mean. Like I said, parallels between Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones. Carson Wentz's first year, he fumbled a ton. Probably more than Daniel Jones did last year. So yeah. much. Uh, yeah. And then that's something they can clean up. It's like I hear the mental quickness of the game is what takes the biggest step from year one to two. Is like the play yeah. speed. The play speed becomes slow in the second year or slower. So I think that's a big yeah. part of why these guys are jumping from year one to two. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, you know, you have to, as a quarterback, you need, like, the game to slow down. Mm-hmm. You can't get overwhelmed. That's why I said, like, you know, that's why, you know, that's what worries me about, like, you know, just jumping back to this. What worries me about, like, Andrew Thomas going to left tackle is that's so – the speed of the game is too quick for, you know, a, a guy that young to be at left tackle. That's right. what scares me a little bit now. I don't want his development. To, I mean, we still don't know if they're if they could bring someone in and they play left tackle, or um, you know, they have a guy they signed in free agency, Cam Fleming. Maybe they could throw him at left tackle mm-hmm. um, and have Aunt Thomas play right. But if they play Thomas at left tackle, that scares me because it's overwhelming and the speed of the game is maybe be too much and it could just like screw him up. Yeah, you know, it could hinder his development. You want to like start. Like, yeah, the league is quick, but you want to start the eyes out, like, slow, kind of. Yeah. Unless, like, Joe Burrow, you're kind of just throwing him into the fire. Because they mm-hmm. don't – who else are they going to – what else? They don't, they don't have anybody else. You know, I don't think they're going to – you know, I don't think Burrow is going to be a backup. Um, I'm, not, I'm not on the Cincinnati coaching staff, so I wouldn't know. But no, I guess it's Joe Burrow is going to be a backup. But, like, a lot of guys, you got to kind of just ease slow them, them – ease them into it, yeah. 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 Well – for most left tackles, year one, you come in, they either have the, the feet for the, for the position, so they either have really quick feet for a guy their size, but they're smaller, so they need to put on size that first year. Yeah, or yeah. they're just huge guys who can just move bodies, 
but need to work on their feet. I yeah. think Andrew Thomas is probably the later of those two. He's a huge guy. Yeah, he's big. Uh, but on tape, I mean, from what I saw, just, I mean, the highlight reel that they showed, yeah. obviously, is going to make him look good. But he looks good. <laughs> I mean, he's a big guy. No, he does. No, he does. He's he, a big he, guy. He can move, he, too. He, yeah, he's got good Um, He's got good footwork. He's got – but, you know, that's going against – that. It's still, it all needs to work, be worked on because, like, you know, you're going against collegiate-level programs, and it's just so much different mm-hmm. than, like, pro-level – offenses and yeah. like just the speed of like the game but those uh, those those defensive ends and those um defensive tackles that you play in that in that division of college football they're always studs so at least yeah you're getting a tackle from a conference where they have really high-end defensive end talent where he's tested throughout college yeah he's not playing no, a, bunch of, a bunch of scrubs yeah no i agree yeah it's um you know, he's I mean, SEC talent is, you know, the all world talent and, you know, mm-hmm. it's them and the, the big 10, the big 12. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just, the whole like off season not happening also worries me. Cause like, you don't know how they're going to fare, you know, mm-hmm. that those like OTAs and that shit's like huge for them. Yeah. And like now, like they, they had, they had a virtual program for the offseason but like who knows mm-hmm. if that really you know help as much as we think it may have you know right. we don't we don't we weren't there like we don't see there was not like there was film of them doing like virtual workouts like <laughs> you know we don't we don't see like this stuff that happens in practice and you know we don't get like the video or anything like that it's 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 weird and also like i don't think like the any like media guys do either you mm-hmm. know like they're I don't know. I still don't know what's up with that. Cause like they're doing zoom calls. I see like, you know, I follow like, Oh, I follow. That's all I follow on Twitter is like yeah. just giants stuff. And like, they're doing like media calls and stuff like on zoom. But like, I don't know if like the media guys are going to be allowed to go to the games. Like, I don't think, yeah. I don't know if they are like, I just gonna have to watch on TV and then like sort of do um, zoom video calls with interviews after. I think they'll have probably a couple, like, the only reason I say that I think they'll have some people there is because one of my buddies who works for the the Florida, the Panthers, the NHL team, he mm-hmm. works in their marketing department, and he put oh, on wow. an Instagram post the other day of just him at the game, like, watching from the stadium. Yeah. And, like, the staff's there. So, like, they're letting even, like, Joe Schmo on the staff come in and watch the game, <laughs> it looks like. So, yeah. Yeah, I think whenever I see like uh, people so in like, people. whenever I see people in the stands of like, obviously there's no one in the stands at Mets games, but like not no fans at, at all. But like, see like, I'm not talking about the cutouts either. Like the just like random people just sitting. Yeah, I'm always like, all right, it's either a photographer or it's like a Mets like social media person yeah. who's just like who's just like working or something like in the stadium or just like a stadium worker. Yeah, and like I, I always like wonder like if I see a camera, I would think, oh, that's a photographer. But if I see someone just like sitting there with like, like I wonder what like they're doing. Yeah, they, they probably Something think fun. they're like, they probably think they're like on top of the world. They're just like I got this whole stadium to myself. I can go whatever I want. No one's there's no security that's gonna stop me. Imagine <laughs> like, having that gig, the social media like coordinator for one of those teams where you just get to go to the games and just talk to all the players. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty cool. I'm sure. No, I, uh, I'm sure it has its cons too, but. 
I'm sure it has a lot yeah. of pros. I believe you have to you have to be well versed in a lot of things. I think you had to do um, you know, you can't just you have to be able to design like content as well. Yeah. Like like Photoshop and stuff like that. Um, that's where like I think I think Adobe, like the Adobe programs, which are so expensive by the way. Um, I use I use Premiere Pro to record my podcast or to edit my podcast rather. Um, and uh, but that's where it comes in handy for like those social media gigs. But what do you are you like? What do you record? What do you record this on? Are you on like? Your I iPad? have a no. I have an anchor. Uh, do you have you ever heard of anchor? No. It's a pod. That? It's just a platform for pod. It's uh, actually free. Um, some of the podcasts I listen to on Spotify. Um, it was actually an Eagles podcast, and they sponsor were sponsored by Anchor and like recommended it. No and shit. I checked it out. And it's free. And it's free. Dude, and yeah, I use the that's where I use like the voice about. memos app on like my <laughs> iPad, and use like dude, this really? is like like I don't know if the like the listeners are gonna see the video, um, but like this is like my Xbox Live like headset. That's uh-huh. all I use. It works. Hey, it really plugs in to the headphone jack. And then the iPad, it's so weird having something that's Apple and it's, it has a headphone jack. Like this, I haven't had a headphone jack in like five years. <laughs> it's become like so obsolete. Um, yeah, I literally use the voice memos app and I just like use my, my Xbox Live. That's it. It's so simple. But like Adobe, if you use like Adobe Premiere Pro to like edit it, that's where I use to like create it and like then like create its own like file. That's, I think that's expensive. Yeah. I'm not sure how much I don't pay for it, but like I, um, that's expensive, but anchor, I may start using. Check out, check out anchor. Uh, I'm not sponsored by them. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, letting yeah, you know they, that. I, yeah. The listeners going to think we're like <laughs> plugging anchor. No, yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in any way, shape or this is my first podcast. I am not quite. This is going to think you're, 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 you're the anchor, the plug dude. Oh yeah. But one more thing I wanted to get, I, I know it's getting late here on a Friday, but one more thing before I let you run is I want to talk about the coach changes. How do you think the coaching changes with the, uh, the Cowboys, the Redskins and the Giants also got a new head coach too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, how do you think that's going to play out this year? I mean, do you think the Cowboys were really firing Jason Garrett away from being playoff team? Cause I feel like I'm hearing the same rhetoric every single season, which is really annoying that the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. And it's been that way yeah. for five years. Five yeah, years. Well, dude, I feel like it's been that year. It's been that way every year. I feel like there's people who pick them to win it every year. Doesn't matter what, doesn't matter what like error it was all through the Tony Romo huh. years. That's all we heard now all through the DAC years. That's all we're hearing regardless of, you know, what, how they were the year before. I don't know if they were – you know the problem with the NFC East is, is like there's – it's not like – it's so weird because it's so unpredictable. You mm-hmm. never know – you know, you got your bottom of the – bottom tier teams right now, the Giants and Redskins. But I wouldn't even consider Philly or Dallas top tier teams. Like both are like – what was Philly last year? Ten and I- six? Nine and seven. Nine and seven. Yeah. They're both. They're both. And what was Dallas? Eight and eight. Something I think like that. Dallas is also nine and seven. Either eight and eight or nine. I know the Eagles' last game of the season was like a playoff game against the Cowboys. Whoever won won the division. I think. Uh, no, 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 no. It was that was week sixteen. I think. 
and then I think or no. Yes. Yes. Because the yes. Eagles yeah, played yeah, the yeah. Giants. Yes, yes. The Eagles played the Giants week seventeen. Um yeah. That was Eli's last game. He didn't play yeah. at all. Oh they, um, the Eagles almost <laughs> lost that game. <laughs> yo, yo, Remember Eli like, had like two bombs right in the beginning? Touchdowns? He had like no, two like, no, yard touchdowns. No. <laughs> I swear. No, that was the game before. Oh, okay, okay. That was like week like fourteen. That was on like Monday night. Yeah, yeah Eli snapped. Eli played. Because Daniel was hurt for two games. Yeah. Eli snapped in the first. No, but, like, going back, um, I don't know if they're a head coach away from making it to the playoffs. Um, you know, you still got it. There's a couple things with that team, though, that I do like. And um, I like it as a football fan, not as a Giants fan. I Obviously, as a Giants guy, I want them to not succeed. But, as a fo- like, as a football guy, like, I think – I have a different opinion on Dak than a lot of people do. I think Dak actually get, should get paid. Not as much as he wants to. And uh, who knows who, how much he's going to ask for now that like Mahomes just completely reset the entire market. But I think Dak should get paid. Yeah. I, think, I think Dak's the guy. I think Dak's good. I think when you have an offense that's, you know, Dak, someone like Dak with Zeke, who is um, – Zeke is incredible – and then, you know, now you have CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. It's, oh my, I mean, that, that team has weapons. So I think when you look at that, yeah, I think maybe it was the coaching um, that, so, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were a head coach away from making the, the uh, playoffs. Maybe uh-huh. it was, you know, when you talk about the talent that team has, um, maybe, maybe Garrett was the problem, but, I'm not sure if McCarthy is the solution. You know, McCarthy, there's a trend in the NFL nowadays to go with these younger guys, these more modern-day offenses. And, you know, yeah, McCarthy took a year off of football to sort of, I guess, revamp what he was doing. But who knows if that's going to be able – if he's going to be able to capitalize on this. So I think – and then, you know, same with Ron Rivera. I mean, yeah, Ron Rivera came from working with, you know, a guy like, you know, I think Ron Rivera was a good coach. I know he got, obviously got fired, but, you know, Ron Rivera was working with Cam Newton was hurt for much of the last two years. Um, and I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Cam Newton anyway. We're going to be completely honest. <laughs> like, uh, but I, I think, you know, Rivera was coming from a different situation where he had, you know, arguably the best running back in the league, arguably, I would go Saquon, but a lot of people would go with McCaffrey. Um, and, you know, a, a quarterback uh, like Cam Newton, and then, you know, he's entering a organization that now who knows, you know, who knows what could bring Washington back to the playoffs. I mean, yeah. you know, Haskins was, was not good at all last year. Um you know, they don't really – they don't really have any stars. I mean, I guess you could say Chase Young's a star, but he hasn't even mm-hmm. played a game yet. You know, they don't have a lot of impact players whatsoever. And their no. quarterback's an issue right now. You still have no idea what you're going to get out of their quarterback, um, you know, moving forward. You don't know what he's done in the offseason or how he's improved. You know, he won one game last year, and he was taking a selfie with the fans. And the, remember that? He, did, he wasn't yeah. there. They won the game. He didn't get – he wasn't uh, in on um, – he didn't – Get back in the, the game. For, yeah. Yeah. The, the, to take the knee was, yeah. you know, and that, that whole organization, you know, the article that came out about all the, the, the shit going on behind the scenes, 
That's that, a, the whole organization yeah. is a total mess. Yeah. You don't know what can bring them back to a, a mm -mm. certain level of respectability or anything. They need so. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, they need a complete overhaul. They need uh, to change the ownership of the team, in my opinion. Like, if yeah, all this yeah. Stuff, if all these allegations are true, yeah. then they have a lot more than football to worry about to fix. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. They got a lot more than just on-field stuff that they got to fix. I mm -hmm. think Snyder's got to go. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of stuff that's happened behind, you know, the, the scenes and there's just so much, it's, it's just, it's, it's a bad organization right now, both on and off the field, yeah. in and out of the building. You know, the, yeah, the videos, remember the videos that came out of Jay Gruden? He was with like, you know, he was, I think he was hitting the joint at a club or something like that. And then the next day he was like the game they lost and then he got fired. Ooh. There's all, there's all there's all sorts yeah. of stuff. It's just like not like, you know. Oh my, oh my god. That's crazy. That we were just talking about this. Washington running back Darius Geis arrested, turned himself in today on domestic violence charges, including one count of strangulation via the Washington Post. Wow. So I know I just got that as we were talking about this. So wow. here we go. It keeps there keeps more stuff keeps coming in and coming in in this whole organization. It's just, it's it just, it's a mess. It's a total yeah. mess, you know. And I'm like, I'm complaining about, you know, the Giants have one player who was, you know, all these armed robbery charges, and yeah, that's bad, obviously. But like, the, Washington's a total mess. So I don't know if Rivera can even bring help bring them back to respectability mm -hmm. or even relevance, you know. And then, um, and then with the Giants, you know, I think I, I was like. Very, I thought the move initially. I thought the move to hire Joe Judge was rushed because they they missed out on Matt Rule, who went to Carolina. Um, but over time, I've grown to like it. He sold me his initial press conference. Um, he's so like tough, just like hard nosed, like straightforward. I I love watching him answer questions. He's just like you get you just get motivated. He could talk about anything. You'd get motivated by it. That's it's what just you like need. Sound it's just like the sound of his voice. Yeah. I love it. But I think I don't necessarily love, and maybe this is because it's failed the last two head coaches with the Giants. I don't necessarily love the head coach calling the offensive plays. I think that's very much, that's a lot of responsibility and you need to divvy up and you need to divide the responsibility. You need to have some sort of, you have to have like separation of powers within the, yeah. um, uh, the coaching staff. It didn't work with Ben McAdoo. It didn't work. It sure as hell didn't work with Pat Shurmur. Mm -hmm. Joe Judge is a special teams guy. He's not going to call the offensive plays. That's Jason Garrett. Now he's not going to call the defensive plays. That's Patrick Graham. You need to have, and he's going to, but he's going to oversee everything. And I think yeah. when you have separation of powers, I think that shit works. Yeah. You know, it's I. I think you know when you have a head coach doing both, they get overwhelmed and they may they may crack and they crumble and it all comes crashing down. Sometimes it works. Yeah. But, like, think of, like, John Harbaugh's a special teams guy. That sure as hell works over in Baltimore <laughs> every year. Like, you know. And he they got a great head. staff, though, just all around. They got a great organization. First of all, yeah. um, who's their uh, their GM? Ozzy. Um, I got to see what it is. I forget his name. I should know this Raven. right next door to him. <laughs> Eric DaCosta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or no. I don't know. Yeah, Eric DaCosta. 
general manager, Baltimore Ravens. Had to think of his name. But uh, yeah, I mean, when you talk about like the, just uh, just the team they have over in Baltimore, it's like crazy. And it, yeah. it, it, apparently, it works with Harbaugh with being a special teams a special teams guy. So I'm hoping with Joe Judge being a special teams guy, it'll work. And not to mention Joe Judge previously worked under Bill Belichick and then before that Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. So he's got a couple good references. Belichick on. tree, the coaching tree. And he's got – oh, the, but no, but no, I don't want it. That worries <laughs> me. Though. That worries me because, like, it hasn't worked for Matt Patricia. Everyone says how Josh McDaniels is the next big coach, even though he went, like, I think, like, 11. That's another thing. People think Josh McDaniels is the next big coach, head coach. He went, like, I got to see. 11 and 17 as a head coach, like a decade ago, like that, I don't see. And, Jeez. uh, and yeah, but yeah. Huh? Well, that's what you were saying about teams, like not doing, um, you need an offensive coordinator, call the plays, defensive coordinator, call defensive plays. Yeah. The Eagles are making up like some teams like the Eagles are making up just new names for coaching <laughs> positions. <laughs> yeah. I but, mean, that works. That worked for a year. It's worked for a couple of years. They all made the playoffs. Yeah, three years in a row at this point. So, well, the year we won the Super Bowl, Frank Reich was our offensive coordinator, and now he's like one of the best head coaches probably in the league. With yeah, the yeah, right. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's crazy because the Colts—that was the Colts' second pick for head coach. They went with McDaniel's, and he backed out. Yeah. Well, and so was now, Doug Peterson for the. Do you remember the Eagles wanted uh, Europe, the Giants' head coach, who was just an absolute dumpster fire. McAdoo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. McAdoo picked the Giants over right? the Eagles. Yeah. That's yeah. How that yeah, because, well, McAdoo was that's the crazy. offensive coordinator for um, for two years under uh, under Coughlin, Tom Coughlin. Is he? And then, he got in some shit, too, with the Jaguars, correct? Like, he's – Tom Coughlin. Like yeah, there was something. So, Coughlin got fired, I think, in December. He was, like, the uh, executive – I think he was the executive vice president of football operations, if I'm not mistaken. He had coached in Jacksonville for years before he came to the Giants. And so he was the executive vice president of football operations, and I think he was going to get fired at the end of the year. But I think they fired him a couple weeks early. There was something like he implemented like fines for players that like he wasn't allowed to do. I think mm-hmm. the Players Association – like called him out on it and then there was a bunch of different things it was like i don't think him and uh jalen ramsey got along i think that's what may have led to jalen ramsey uh wanting out i mean that's another weird organization yeah um they just never you know they had i thought they were the next up and coming team when they had that good team a couple years ago and that's with like they were such a good team that they made it to the end of the AFC Championship game with Blake Bortles throwing for like eighty six yards a game. Like, well, I their defensive, like, their defense, their defense was crazy. Yeah, yeah they had Kalias Campbell. They had um, Malik Jackson. Yeah, yeah, and and Jalen Ramsey too. And Ramsey yeah. was so good. And yeah, and now the thing, and now Ramsey is, um, and now, I mean, like the Rams are stacked too. The Rams just need to like figure it out. Yeah, the Rams, I don't know how that I actually I heard um the Rams I wanna say it's the Rams and uh Chargers new stadium was actually designed based off of your stadium. Uh um, MetLife? Yeah. I think MetLife is so weird though. 
It might have been the Raider. It was either the Raiders Stadium, which is phenomenal if you haven't seen it yet. It's oh, I've so seen cool. It. And then it's... Um, one of the two new stadiums they based off of MetLife. I'm pretty pretty sure. Really, may it, it may have been the um, it may have been the uh, Raider Stadium. The Raider Stadium is kind of built more like uh, MetLife. So like MetLife, the thing about MetLife is like it's very generic it's kind of just like a wind tunnel and it's just like so generic like these teams are like there's teams out here building like spaceships yeah for <laughs> like like legitimately the raiders stadium is insane um the rams chargers is beautiful and then you have you know the, the metlife is like it's like a wind tunnel like I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's not, I don't think it's like, I don't know. I don't like it nearly as much as I like other mm-hmm. stadiums. I guess the Giants are very like kind of like, and obviously it's the Jets too, but I think those two organizations are very kind of like try to be old school with stuff. Like, but you know, it's, I, I, I don't know. There's teams out here building spaceships and like the Giants kind of have a wind tunnel if we're going to be completely yeah. honest, but Hey, I mean, I'm sure some people like it. Some people don't, but it's whatever. Yeah. Fun fact about the Raiders new stadium. They have the largest 3d printed figure inside of it. The Raiders. Yeah. They 3d printed like a giant flame, like torch looking thing. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's crazy. And it's like fake though. It's, it's all made out of plastic. It's a 3d printer just working the whole thing like up. It's huge. See, 3D printers, like, that that thing, like, freaks me out. Like, I don't know what – I don't know what people are making with 3D printers. That shit's, like – how much is a 3D printer? Can I, I – I can't – It's like 100 bucks. Yeah, you can. No, you're out of your mind. No, I bought – me and my friends bought one for 130 bucks. And what do you – what do you make? We were working on, like, a few startup ideas, and we were like, all right, well, we can design all of these. If you have a friend who knows how to use CAD, which is, like – if you know anyone who has ever did engineering at any college, they use oh, that. that's what a 3D printer is. <laughs> the oh. ones that are using in the Raiders Stadium are like way more complex than that one. Yeah, I, I assume the Raiders but, ones are like a couple million dollars. Like, don't touch yeah. it. <laughs> don't don't touch it. Okay, <laughs> nobody look at it. <laughs> Let's just build this and get out. They only run it at night. No one can see it. Yeah. And expensive things, I don't even want to like put my hands on them. Like, okay, I don't want to break it. <laughs> it's all a hoax. No one knows. It's definitely <laughs> not actually a 3D printer. It's just a guy who comes in at night and has a lot of free time. Yeah. Um. All right, bro. Anyone else? Anything else you want to touch on? No, man. We we covered a lot. A lot of different stuff. You know, pretty much episode everything one that we were we were wanting to. Yeah. Episode, episode one in the books. Episode one in the books. One more time. So, you want to give your information for your podcast? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Wide Right Podcast, um, named after the Super Bowl 25 Giants win over the Bills when the uh, Scott Norwood, Bills kicker, Wide Right, missed game-winning field goal attempt. So, if people are going to give me shit. It's like, <laughs> you weren't even alive then. I'm like, whatever. You know, fuck off. But, yeah, Wide Right Podcast. Uh, get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, everybody stopped listening after Spotify because nobody really uses iHeartRadio that much, I don't think, or <laughs> Stitcher. Um, I mean, but uh, – Can you yeah. – are you on Spotify? Yeah, I'm on everything. Okay. Actually, I, no, I shouldn't say I, – I, I, people – I think a lot of people use iHeart, I, I believe. I don't know about Stitcher. I don't know much about Stitcher. Yeah. I use primarily but, Spotify, so – Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but I'm saying I think the majority of people use uh, Apple and uh, Spotify. But where can we, we can find this on what? All major Spotify? platforms, baby. Yeah. Really? No, it's on Spotify, Apple Music. I mean, like I said, I'm not sponsored by Anchor, but go check them out. They post everything. <laughs> they post everything for you. Like once I hit upload to this, it'll just upload to all platforms for me, to my understanding. Yeah. So. Yeah. If otherwise, oh, okay. I'll talk about it on the next podcast if that's not my experience. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, appreciate um, you. All right, bro. Thank you for having me on, dude. Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for joining everyone. Go check out Ryan's podcast and yeah. uh, we'll find you on the next episode yeah. of Popcorn Podcast. Yeah. Apple, Apple's, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, 